against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name, amen. Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our opening hymn this evening is Beneath the Cross, found on page 107. Oh, no. <laughs> You may, you may please stand up, please. Your pastor, holy moly, help me, Father. <laughs> Nothing wrong with me. And now the prayer of the day. Oh, Lord, in this wondrous sacrament, you have left us a remembrance of your passion Grant that we may so receive the sacred mystery of your body and blood, that the fruits of your redemption may continually be manifest in us. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Now you may be seated. Good evening. Uh, the first reading this evening is from the prophet Jeremiah, who follows Isaiah in the Bible. Chapter 31, verses 31 through 34, and this can be found in your Pew Bible on page 1227. Jeremiah, chapter 31, beginning with the 31st verse. The days are coming declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, because they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, Know the Lord, because they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. The epistle this evening is taken from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, 
chapter 11, verses 23 through 32. And this can be found in your pew Bible on page 1784. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning with the 23rd verse. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. So then, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ eat and drink judgment on themselves. That is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. But if we were more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we are judged in this way by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be finally condemned with the world. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke from the 22nd chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Is that me? Sorry about that, guys. Let me just make sure that we tighten this thing up a little bit. There we go. Luke 22 verses 7 through 20, and it is found in, on page 1637 of your pew Bible. Luke records, Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. And Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it, they asked. And he replied, as you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters and say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large room upstairs that is all furnished. Make preparations there. So they left, and they found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table, and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. And after taking the cup, 
he gave thanks, and he said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, and he gave thanks, and he broke it. And he gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Monday, Thursday, standing in faith is the name of this sermon. Nobody in here, I don't think, has had the experience of riding in a, well, yeah, you rode in a car seat. Do they have car seats when you were itty-bitty? No? Yeah. You had a car seat, right? No, I'm not. I, yeah, I'm looking at you, little sister. You had a car seat. Most of us didn't have an experience of having car seats. Um, most of us were... Well, for me, I remember um, being sitting on my mom's lap in the front seat. With, I don't think she, she wore a, a seatbelt. It just, you know, it wasn't done. She had her arms around me, and more than likely at some point in time during the trip, if it was a long one, she and my father were smoking cigarettes. So, I mean, all that safety thing, you know, kind of goes out the window. But in pre- preparation of the sermon, um, I was thinking about this analogy or this, this example to give to you, and that is, is that most every child in the modern age has the experience um, of this, and that is that you get into a car seat. Now, one thing I did have an experience for, and maybe you did too, but when I was little and I would fall asleep on the couch, apparently I had the ability to be teleported from the couch to my bed. Did anyone else have that? right? So, so work with me. So you can remember that kind of thing. It's a wonderful thing. You go to sleep and bam, there you wake up and it's morning and you're in your bed. So as I said, most children have had this experience in modern times. That is that um, he gets into a car late in the evening after a long day and is placed, buckled in five points or four points, I don't know how many of the points they have now, safely into his seat, into his baby seat. And in, in usually in my experience with my own children, it takes less than 10 minutes for them to be sound asleep. They're so very tired that nothing can wake them up. Man, I wish I could sleep like that again. How about you? He doesn't realize how long it takes to get home. He just simply and soundly sleeps. And I remember finally that the car would pull up into the driveway and either I or Tracy would get out and go. And 
reach into the back seat and unbuckle one of those boys and carry them up safely to his room and gently lay them down and put the cover over them and oftentimes a little kiss and a prayer. And it isn't until the morning that that little boy wakes up and the last thing he remembers is getting into the car. Now he's safely in his own bed, in his own bedroom, in his own house. And when he got into the car the previous night, he did so in complete faith that he would get home safely. He was so trusting that he could sleep within 10 minutes through an entire car ride home. Though he never knew how it all happened, this little boy or this little boy's faith and trust in his parents meant that he never had a doubt, not one doubt, that he would arrive home safely. And as he gets out of bed the following day, standing in faith that his parents take care of him, protect him, and give him whatever he needs to live every day, this is what that child expects, believes, trusts. Today we commemorate the first Monday Thursday when Jesus took bread and he gave thanks and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples and we remember him giving the new covenant, the New Testament in his blood to drink. And more than that, we stand in faith today as, as the Lord Jesus gives us his very own body and blood to eat and to drink so that we are forgiven our sins and that we are strengthened in that very same faith, a faith like a child. In his sermon for Monday Thursday in 1534, Martin Luther said this, He said, the bread he proffers in his body and the cup or wine is his blood of the new covenant in his blood. And in childlike faith, we should partake without doubting and believe it to be so, without doubting that he is present in, on, above, throughout, all around that particular Bread and that particular wine, the true blood, the true body. However, you could say this. Now, pastor, isn't that a little easier said than done? I mean, you say so, but too often we have the doubting faith of an adult rather than the trusting faith of a child who falls asleep in a car seat and wakes up in his own bed. 
We often look at the wafer that's placed into our mouth. We taste the wine that we drink, and we wonder, how? How do these things, how these things can be filled to the full with the body and the blood of Jesus? How is that possible? We experience awful things in our lives, and we find it difficult to to trust in a Savior that we cannot see because we're adulting. We've lost that ability to see and have faith like a child. We've lost and we find it difficult to trust in a Savior that we cannot see. Our sin gets in the way of our faith and we trust more We trust more in earthly things than we do in eternal God. It's okay. I do too. I'm not saying you. I'm saying we. In our adulting, we don't understand. Listen. Listen to me now. In the same sermon that Luther that I quoted earlier, Luther said this, Therefore we should leave God's word and work undisputed and ask only who has spoken the word and who has done the work. Whether God or man has spoken it, whether it's God's or man's work, that's the question that we ask. Whose work is it? Is it your pastor's work? Or is it God's work in that, in that element? And Christ's perfect work on that cross that makes it so. And here's what he says. If it is God's word and work, then close your eyes and do not dispute and inquire as to how it comes about. But believe, just believe that God is all omnipotent and truthful in his words and work. We take him at his word. God, Jesus said, this is my body. Not, this is symbolic of my body. It's really bread, but gee, guys. No, he says, this is my body given for you. This is the new covenant in my blood given for you. His promises is in there. Luther is telling us to trust like a child in a car seat. Trust in, as a child that God says something. If he says it, it's true. And he follows through. Just like the parent that drives that child home and puts him safely into bed. And when he makes a promise, it is always fulfilled. You've heard me ask this. Which promises does God keep? All of them. And when he creates faith, he provides the means to strengthen that faith. Does sometimes your faith feel a little dry? Well, he gives us the means through this sacrament and through his word and through his Holy Spirit to strengthen that faith. And that's why God says through the prophet Jeremiah, as Ken read tonight, 
He says, I will put my law within them. I will write it down on their hearts, on your heart. Beautiful calligraphy that says, I am a child of God. I belong to Jesus. He wrote it on your hearts. And he says, I will be their God and they shall be my people. Which promises does he keep? He's keeping that one. You're his. And so it's not our own shaky truths that we should trust or that we can trust. And our God has placed his word in our hearts. Our God has created in us a faith to completely trust the word that comes from his mouth. So when he says, take and eat, this is my body. And he says, take and drink, this is my blood given and shed for you. It is the firm and faithful word of God that puts Jesus' body and blood into the bread and the wine. It is the firm and faithful word of God that uses that same body and blood to strengthen your faith so that you trust his words when he says, when he says these words that you trust, he says, your sins are forgiven. That's what he's telling you in the bread and in the wine. With your sins forgiven, you stand strongly in the faith and you proclaim to the world the death of Jesus every time that you eat and drink his body and blood that were sacrificed for you and for me on that cross. Faith in the heart never fails to come out of the mouth with thanksgiving and praise. After all, faith in the heart is really Jesus in the heart. He's there to help you, to heal you, to cause you to stand in the faith. And you received him when you were baptized. You were joined into a death like his. And you experienced the resurrection like his. And you're clothed in the Holy Spirit through your baptism, through the word and the water and the faith and the Holy Spirit's power on that. You are his child. So as you come tonight to the table, come as a child, trusting that what Jesus gives in this meal is precisely what he, says, what he says it is. That is that it's the New Testament in his blood poured out for you on the cross. Come as a child, trusting that this very same blood washes you clean of sin and sinfulness. Come as a child, trusting that the Lord's Supper strengthens your faith to be even more childlike? Come as a child trusting in a life-giving meal that you don't completely understand? Come as a child with certain faith, never doubting that your Savior will carry you safely to your heavenly home. 
So whether you are asleep or awake, stand in the faith that Jesus takes care of you, that Jesus protects you, and that Jesus gives you whatever you need to live the Christian life every day. In the name of Jesus, amen. This time our... <laughs> our hymn is uh, on page 198. It is, Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silent, and we can sing this sitting down.
Will you please stand? begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Tonight, as we pray, It'll be a responsive prayer, similar to uh, what we do on every Sunday, but the response that you will, after I say, Lord, we believe, you will say, help us to stand strong in faith. Help us to stand strong in faith. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you have given us your body and blood. And although we cannot understand this mystery, we give you thanks and praise for this saving, nourishing gift. Each time we partake in this holy supper, we remember your death until you come again. Lord, we believe. Help us to stand strong in your faith. Help us to stand, whoops, excuse me. Lord Jesus, there are many competing voices in the world around us, and each is calling for our attention and calling us to listen and believe the lies. Lord, turn our ears and heart to hear your voice in your holy word so that by the power of the Holy Spirit we may stand firm in faith. Lord, we believe Help us to stand strong in faith. Lord Jesus, we pray that through our service, you would bring strength and comfort to those who are suffering in illness, in loss, or in fear. Strengthen them in faith during these times of weakness and, and doubt and sorrow. Lead us 
to share your love with them so lavishly that they too will grow in grace. Lord, we believe. Help us to stand strong in faith. And all God's children said, amen. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should in all places and at all times give thanks to you, O Lord, our Holy Father, that through Christ our Lord you bid your people to cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy the Paschal Feast. We ask you, Father, that you would renew our zeal and faith and life and bring us to the fullness of grace that belongs to the children of God. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we do praise your name and we do join their unending, ha- their unending hymn. Holy, holy, Holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which our Lord Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he gave thanks and then he broke it, giving it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, much in the same way, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks And then he gave it to his disciples saying, take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and we drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death. And you've heard me add every Sunday, not only his death, but we proclaim his resurrection and we proclaim his triumphant and glorious coming again. Let us now pray the prayer that Jesus taught to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against you. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Could you... Could you relate to the, as a child, 
Maybe not the, the car seat, but maybe falling asleep and waking up in your bed and the whole time never questioning how, just knowing that you were at home, that you were safe, that, that your parents, those that you could trust and love, were taking care of you. That's that childlike faith. And it's just that simple. He invites us. Luther invites us. Jesus invites us to trust in him, trust in the Father. Come with a childlike faith, not childish, but childlike and trust that he says that he is in this. No, it is still bread. And if we did tests on it, Ken and I were talking about this, and we checked out the DNA and all of the little parts in it, it's still bread and it's still wine. But he is in it and he is on it and he is all around it and he promises it that this is a means of grace, grace given to us, salvation given to us. So kids, come like a child and believe, because this is where Jesus meets us. You may be seated. Tonight we're going to take this by intinction. So, um, Ken, are you, you want to, should I pick somebody else, or are you good? Okay. Ken's going to help hold it, and um, then we'll have you come up, process. Uh, You get a body, dip it in the blood. If you eat before you dip, we'll give you another body, no double dipping. Poor Wendy, you'll never come back. He's picking on me. So let us come, like children, with joy to this family meal. Amen? Amen. Will you please stand? Our post-communion prayer. We give you thanks, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this healing gift. And we pray that through it you would graciously strengthen us in faith toward you and in love toward one another. We ask this through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated at this time, and we will have the stripping of the altar as we also read the psalm, 116, 12 through 19. What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. 
I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. Truly, I am your servant, Lord. I serve you just as my mother did. You have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people.
in the courts of the house of the Lord in your midst, Jerusalem. Praise the Lord.